0: Then the thing that really sets me off is, well, once we have a vaccine, then everything will go back to normal. normal. And I say, (laughs) I mean, like the flu vaccine, that's 8% effective. I mean, if I I had a brake pad manufacturing company for cars and my brake pads were 8% effective, I would be out of business. George Floyd was not taken out because he was black. George Floyd was taken out because he was owed major drug money by Derek Chauvin. So you're making vaccines that are 8% effective for the flu that you have to change every year, which by the way, give most people that take them the flu, and you're going to tell me that this new, and they can't sue, you can't sue them for this without going through the Vare's court, which is a joke. And you're going to tell me that once we have a untested brand new rush through vaccine, that everything is going to go back to normal. Good luck with that. i tell you what, they're going to test it in Africa like they're doing, kill a bunch of Africans, pay them off a thousand dollars per person, which is the maximum that they have to spend if they kill somebody. So they already know that because it's way cheaper to kill them there than kill them here. Found out what the Chinese Communist Party,
1: the Red Dragon, is doing to these people and have been doing to these people for the last 20 years in China, sending hundreds and thousands of innocent Falun Gong practitioners, Uyghur Muslims, house Christians, and Tibetan Buddhists. Particularly, 95% of um, the victims of Falun Gong to be state-mandated hospitals, concentration camps, death camps, military facilities military facilities run by the Chinese military at the behest of the, of the highest-ranking officials of the Chinese Communist Party to create a, a legal,
0: sanctions forced organ-harvesting business
2: all right. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Truth Defender Podcast. We are coming to you from the greatest country in the world, deep in the heart of Lone Star State, Dallas, Texas. I am your host, Paula Hilar. We Really appreciate you guys stopping in for another episode. Uh, if you guys are watching us on YouTube and you aren't already a subscriber, uh, please consider hitting that subscribe button as well as the bell icon. Go ahead and hit that as well as a thumbs up. That really helps out a lot. Uh, if you guys are on the go and you want to check us out, you can always find us on. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, as well as iHeartRadio at Truth Defender Podcast. We'll have all the links, social media linked down below, t- Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Rumble, um, and our locals.com account as well uh, that we have up and running. Uh, if you guys have any questions or comments for myself, uh, any guests or topic recommendations you guys wanna shoot our way, you can shoot us an email at thetruthdefender1776 at gmail.com. Our next guest is John Olson. John was born and raised in Catch Valley at the age of eight. He began to realize that the home he lived in was peculiar. Uh, His parents still owned the old farmhouse built in the mid-1880s. Strange experiences such as phantom knocks, loud boots. I had a lot of those as well. Uh, Running the stairs and missing objects became commonplace for him as he grew up. Uh, With each run-in with what he called the man in the hat, Huh, I've had one of those as well, so we'll definitely have to get that story as well. Uh, John's interest in the paranormal grew. Uh, so without further ado, Mr. John Olson, how are you doing today, sir?
1: I'm great. Thanks for having me on, talking some paranormal.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day to come on with us. Um, for anybody that wants to take a look at uh, Mr. Olson's work, you can head on over to strangerbridgerland.com uh, where you can find his work as well as his books uh, you have about five of them, I think it is, right?
1: Uh, yeah, I just came out with my fifth one this fall, so. Yep. Okay,
2: okay, yeah. So it's, it's kind of a collection over time of, you know, stories and such that you have had. Um, now, so you're coming to us from Utah, right? Is it, yep, is it,
1: yeah? northern okay. Utah, yep.
2: Okay, okay, yeah. So it's, uh, is it, I'm assuming since, I guess, a lot of Native American kind of stories and such out there is...
1: Yeah, I've had I've had quite a few, um, you know, stories of of run ins with, um, you know, Native American spirits, um, a few, uh, one with uh, uh, that I interviewed a gal that um, what I believe she ran into was a skinwalker. It's hard to tell for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. She was driving home through the canyon and and as she came around the corner, there was a a Native American older gentleman with a, a wool blanket. Uh, over his shoulders, and he kind of glared at her and gave her a dirty look, and she drove on, you know. And and then about a mile down the road, she came around the corner, and the same Native American was in the road again, staring at her and kind of laughing. And so, somehow, he got down there before she did, and she was going pretty fast. So, yeah, there's quite a few stories like that 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 I've interviewed people and and had some strange things happening.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's definitely it's kind of a weird thing. Um, I know, for a lot of people, that I guess a lot of Native Americans don't really like to talk about skinwalkers um, at all. Really, I've I've spoken to someone in my personal life that, that had experiences, and and they they never want to share like anything. I guess no. it's kind of that that fear that if they speak about it, you know, you'd bring it on, like they'd have more instances of them showing up or whatever. So yeah. It's kind of a weird thing. It it's I mean it's interesting, but you just you just don't find anybody that they're actually willing to talk about it.
1: Right. And that's the same thing too with a lot of their folklore or their their because it's you know it's intertied intermingled with their religion and um you know I I've been able to speak to quite a few of them um about Bigfoot and about stuff like that. And and you know it's just amazing because you know in in their culture and their belief you know bigfoot's both a physical creature and a spiritual creature so it's 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 kind of hard for people to understand and and like you say they don't necessarily like to talk about it and um a lot of their stories and everything are oral traditions so you know if they don't pass it on it, it, it they lose it so
2: right right yeah it's definitely i mean i understand the uh Why nobody wants to open their mouth about anything. Uh, But at the same time, it's definitely one of those things that it's extremely interesting. And, you know, like you said, I guess it gets even more interesting when nobody's willing to say anything about it. So you, you always have people wanting to find out as much as they can. But, you know, it's just one of those things
1: right exactly yeah and and where it's you know kind of like my job I go out and try and find the stories that can sometimes it can get frustrating because you like you say they especially in the Native American culture they they keep things pretty close to the chest so
2: yeah yeah it's unfortunate I mean like like I said I get it but it's unfortunate for the rest of us that just want to get you know some kind of story off of it but uh, Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's kind of a weird thing so like I, I kind of want to start off like Can you kind of explain the instances that you had at your old house, like how things would happen? Like I mentioned, I have a a few instances where um, in this old house I used to live, I think I was about 12, 11, 12 years old. There was uh, things like hearing footsteps in the middle of the night, like out in the hallways. Um, For some weird reason, when I was younger, I used to like sleeping with my bedroom door open. That hmm. ever since this one instance that's never happened ever again. But um we all had that instance or like that feeling when you're asleep, maybe you're laying on your side and you get that feeling that there's like somebody right behind you and you don't want to turn around because there's something there. Yeah. Um, and for whatever reason, this one time I finally got the nerve to turn around. And when I looked behind me, the there was somebody standing in my doorway. Um, it was just like a black figure. There was no like features you couldn't see, you couldn't see anything um and I just kind of stood there for a while and I remember just standing there staring at it um, and I didn't say anything nobody said anything and then all of a sudden it just kind of turned and walked the, all the way down the hallway um, and I, I I don't understand what kind of came over me at that time but I, I had like the nerve to get up and like walk to the door and look down the hall um, it's a long hallway we used to have it made a right into the dining room um, and in the dining room, we used to have a swinging door into the kitchen. Um, so I went down the hallway after it made the right, tried to open the swinging door and it wouldn't open. Like if there was somebody behind it. Oh, wow. Um, and I was trying to force it open, trying to force it open and nothing I Could see the kitchen lights on like underneath the crack of the door. Um, and then after a few minutes, when I tried to push in, I was able to get in, um, and they, there was nobody in the kitchen. We used to have a back door in the kitchen that had two locks. One of them was a deadbolt, and it was still locked from the inside. But whoever walked in there was no, wasn't there anymore. So I was just like, well, it's like what the heck, you know? So I went back to bed, and then ever since then, I've never had my door open ever like once since then. I was like eleven years old at the time. Oh. So that, ever since that one time, that that did it for me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well uh, right along with that I remember um when when I was younger uh, growing up in the house um my parents didn't like us talking about the ghost and we could talk a little bit to my mom but my dad didn't want to hear anything and he definitely didn't want us talking outside of the house like telling anybody that our house was haunted but um in the house what's interesting is um growing up there was just one bathroom and it was in the central part of the house and there was an entrance from like the living room and then an, another door that went to my parents' bedroom. So it kind of was the main bathroom, but then also, you know, the, the master bedroom bathroom. And I remember I came home from school one day and my dad is tearing out the door on the side where my parents' bedroom was. And I asked him what he was doing. And he said, I'm putting a wall up. And I said, why are you doing that? And he said, this is, your mom wants this. She doesn't, you only want one door, you know, just get your stuff and help me. So I helped him put it in, but it wasn't until years later that I that I found out that the reason they did that is because my mother would wake up in the middle of the night and at at times, and the door would be open and this really tall figure, um, with the wide brimmed hat would be standing in the bathroom watching them sleep and uh in her thought you know if we get rid of the door and put up a wall then he won't be able to stand in the bathroom and and he won't bother us anymore but uh so yeah definitely things like that happened kind of like what you're explaining um you know i've had a lot of experiences growing up and then my parents still live in the house so you know they're still having experiences when I go over sometimes uh, we have experiences. I remember one time um, when my oldest son uh, he was first born uh, my mother was she would watch him two or three days a week if my wife was working and um I come over one Saturday to talk to her and she was, my mother was excited she had gotten all my old baby stuff out of the um the attic uh, for the baby and one of them was an old swing, baby swing, where you would have to wind it up, mm. and then you put the baby in and push it, and it would you know go back and forth, and it would swish click, swish click. And she was showing me all these things, and then we went into the kitchen, and my mother and I were the only ones home at the time, and uh, we were talking, and then all of a sudden, I, I, she says, "What's what's that noise?" And we listened, and we could hear the swing going swish click, swish click. So we walked around into the front room where this where this uh, baby swing is and it's just going back and forth and I said I said did we wind it up and just leave it and as soon as I said that it stopped at the back part of the swing like somebody had grabbed
2: it okay
1: and then it went down to just level and then it gave a little shudder as if somebody's hand had let go of it and it was very apparent that we had not wound it up and, and just to make sure uh, i wound it up and pushed it and if it didn't have the weight of a baby in it it would not go back and forth like no. that so it was something that was playing with the baby swing in there but uh so it's all kinds of stuff like that growing up that um and throughout that uh you know experiences that
2: i had yeah it's definitely odd it's we have i have another story for you as well but i had a question here from Somewhere on YouTube, uh, Ray was asking if you think experiences are a generational thing. Um, you know,
1: it's interesting. That's, that definitely could be part of it. I think some people are more, um, prone to seeing things, um, and being closer to that. And I, and I do believe that that can be something passed on, um, throughout. Uh, I think you know a lot of people can have experiences, but um you know generationally um they I think they can be passed down. I know that going through my family history and going back um we went back as far as we could, and one of the last people that that we um were able to track down through all of this was on my mother's side. my mother is actually from Denmark. And her great, 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 you know, way back uh, grandfather was the basically, I, I can't remember the word for it in Denmark, but it was the village healer kind of guy okay. that, um, that took care of, you know, everybody that was sick. Even when um, the Vikings transferred to Christianity, they kept a lot of things like that some of their history some of their stuff and their healers and he was one of those um and there were some fascinating stories about that he had experienced even you know doing that but um so yeah i to answer the question i think it can be generational for sure
2: right and it's kind of one of those things i know i, I keep going back to this in other shows as well um f- there was a catholic priest um by the name of father malachi martin i don't know if you actually familiar with him but he did a show with Art bell a long time ago coast to coast um speaking about how people or children are promised to the family's familiars which would be more like on the demonic side of it um, yeah. And like when they have kids they're promised to their spirit or whatever like you know you can have my kids soul or life whatever you want um, right and that keeps going on and on through the generation so i i definitely do believe that it could be if it gets more on like the demonic side that way
0: mm-hmm.
2: um but if it's just something like a like a haunting like in a house or something i don't i don't think it, w- it would really go that far but um right. it, it, it definitely would be possible i guess <laughs> from right what he said and you know he was an exorcist so he he would know more on that so <laughs>
1: Right, he's he's probably he's seen a lot of things for sure. Yeah, so. no, yeah
2: it's definitely odd. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so it's it's kind of a, I guess I'll get to that story real quick. So um, same house, around the same age. Uh, I used to walk home from school every day after, after football practice or whatever. Um, coming home at night, there was nobody at home. It was just me um, walking home and walking up to my front door. We used to have like a path all the up to the front door. Um, and I remember walking up to the front door with my head down, looking at the floor. I had to open, like, a screen door on the outside. I uh, had my other key, had my key in my other hand, and I was about to put the key in the hole to, to unlock the door. Um, directly next to the front door on the left-hand side, we had this giant window to the living room. And there was, like, a bush in front of it, but it kind of left, like, a little sliver that you could look out. Um, from the inside. So I'm I'm getting ready to put my key in the hole and to open the door. And I noticed that the curtain opens. And usually that would just be like my mom looking out, like she would look out the window to see if that door or something. That's kind of what I thought, but I knew at this time that she wasn't home. I knew that she was at work and I knew she wouldn't be getting home for like another hour or so. so. I just remember seeing the window open and I just saw like someone standing there. I didn't know what it was. I didn't look up um, and I was just like frozen because I was like, holy shit, there should not be anybody in the house right now. Um, and then I finally get the nerve to start looking up. And once I look up, there was a face in the window, no body or anything, just a face, uh, white, like no lips, no features, no like no like eyeball. Like there was no, they was just all white. Everything was white. Um, I could make out like features, like there was a mouth and such, but, but there was no like lip color, like no, like features or anything.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: no ears and nothing. It's just like a face. And I just was just like, what the, f- what the heck is going on? <laughs> you know? And I, and I slowly started walking backwards to the, the sidewalk. Um, and for the longest time, I was just kind of staring at it and it was just there, like it just looking out the window for about 20 minutes or such. And then I just like kind of turned and walked down the street a bit. Um, and then I just waited outside until my mom came home. She when she came around the corner, and I was like down the block, just waiting. She's like, What are you doing out here? And I was just like, there's, there's somebody in the house or something in the house. Um, and my mom was kind of like a she used to like ride Harleys and she was like one of those, you know, like like a little on the, on the harder side. Um, she's like what let's go and so she went home real quick and like opened the door walked to the house there's nobody in there Man. it was just like, like what the heck it was one of those houses I think we ended up buying that house it was like a very cliche kind of story from the family had like the grandmother who ended up dying in, in the house or something like that in my room which was great um, oh yeah so that kind of that house was all over the place it was weird
1: <laughs> oh man yeah that would be scary especially it's, especially when you're a kid you know you're like uh, trying to deal with things and and you're trying to understand what's going on and you know you go in the house and you're like no I swear I saw somebody and so yeah it can be scary that's for sure
2: yeah uh, it's, it's, it's definitely I think those are the only two times that I've ever had seen anything that was like on the freaky side um, I remember seeing my grandfather when he passed away. I remember seeing him in the living room in his recliner, like he always was. Uh-huh. And, then I, and then I walked into the living room and he wasn't there anymore. But the recliner was opened up like there was somebody there. Oh, yeah. So I was just like, whoa, what the heck? And then once I went to go wake up my grandmother. She was like, oh, yeah, like she's like an older. Mexican woman. She's just she's just like, oh yeah, it's it's him. He's here, whatever. And I was just yeah. like, what do you mean? That's it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> that's it. That's that's how you're gonna explain it away.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But oh. it was
2: it was definitely weird, and it's it's definitely um I've never seen anything like creepy, like older in my life, like you know, like like later in my life. But
0: mm-hmm. then
2: I don't know what it was about that time period. It was I was seeing everything at, around that time. So
1: yeah. Well, and it's interesting too, because um, there'll be, I've I've had instances when I've had people call me or contact me and they're having, um, you know, I'll give you an example. I had a friend that I'd known for a while and, but we'd lost contact. And he contacted me cause he knew that I, that I did this. And he's like, Hey, he's like, uh, you know, I got stuff that's moving. I got noises and it's a new house. He's like, this is really weird. And I said, do you have a daughter that just turned, um, you know, just became a teenager. And he said, yeah, I do. How did you know that? And I said, it's, it's funny because I've heard a lot of times when, there won't be necessarily a ghost present but then when kids turn to teenagers especially uh, girls for some reason in some cases they they suddenly start having poltergeist um, things that go on in the house and it's really fascinating uh that that happens and i don't know what it is with teenagers and in that time but it's kind of weird for sure
2: yeah yeah it's definitely i guess once you know they always say that like Younger kids are able to see ghosts for whatever reason, like especially when they're babies and stuff like that. And um, I guess as, as they get older, that that part of, I guess, their brain or whatever they can see across the veil starts to close. And then they just don't have, you know, we don't just we just don't have access to it anymore. But right. Um, it's it's kind of. It would be kind of on the same level as like cats and dogs as well. They, they you know they're able to sense things um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: even even dogs are able to sense like earthquakes before they happen, so it's just kind of like that weird like level in between or, or something I don't know
1: right there's there's stuff that we just can't quite understand that you know how you know even with people getting premonitions or you know different things like that, there seems to be a level out there that we're not quite sure how it all works together, but it's it's kind of it's definitely fascinating for sure
2: right yeah it's definitely it's fascinating and and definitely terrifying especially when you have things like like the hat man as well I, i know you had a stories about those can you kind of go into those right now
1: so yeah um the one the one that we called the hat man in the house that when we were growing up um you know i don't think it's tied to the the shadow hat men that people are seeing all over i'll give you a, an example of the hat man that that we saw growing up right. um when i was in about eighth grade i remember i came home from school my mom wasn't home and i made some food in the kitchen and went into with i made a sandwich went into the front room i was gonna watch some tv and i sat down and before i could get up i saw some movement out of the corner of my eye uh towards the the entryway and i looked and here's this guy uh, standing there. He had a white shirt and overalls and a wide brimmed, um, almost like a, uh, uh, just a wide brimmed hat. Mm-hmm. And, but I could see through him and I couldn't see any facial features. And he walked in and sat down across from me in the rocking chair and started rocking back and forth in the rocking chair. And I closed my eyes and I counted to 10. and uh, I opened him and he was gone, but the rocking chair was still moving. So I kind of did what you did. I jumped up and I ran outside to the to the uh, porch outside until my mom came home, until somebody else came home. Um, but so he was he was kind of one of the the spirits in the house. Uh, I think I think I've kind of narrowed it down. Well, I, I didn't kind of narrow it down to um, either a great great grandpa that i had that owned the house or a great great uncle that i had that owned the house because later on when my grandmother passed away and we were uh, cleaning out her house she was only lived a block away from us Um, i was going through an old um, photo album she had and i turned the page and there was the guy tall skinny white shirt overalls standing in front of my house and from what we can tell, it was either a great great grandpa or a great great uncle of mine that used to own the house.
2: So sure. and so do you kind of think, I mean, you always hear stories about people that um maybe see like their grandparents or someone that they know like right in front of them, but on the other side of town, they're like in a car accident and like they die or you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. So I'm assuming I mean we all kind of had those instances where we see something like out of the corner of our eye and that could be I guess labeled as a hat man or shadow man you know stuff like that but right I'm kind of thinking if I mean they obviously have to be kind of related in the same ways. is that is it kind of like the same I don't know obviously if it's some kind of like demon or that, that person died like a long time ago that would be something else but you would kind of think that it would kind of be kind of the same thing say like someone having that instance, like I said, where their grandparent dies on the other side of town and somehow they see them like in their room or they see them outside. It's kind of, that's always interesting to me as well. Like how that whole thing works there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know, I guess maybe not related, but kind of related in some way.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's interesting. Um, in through I all the studies I've done and interviewing people and the experiences I've had, I, I know that there are, you know, um, there are spirits, uh, you know, of people who were alive that, that have passed on. And, and when you're dealing with those, um, I, I explain it. I tell people that it's just like meeting people on the street. Um, if you meet 10 people on the street, nine out of 10 are pretty good people. It's that 10th one that can be a real jerk that you yeah. look out for. It's <laughs> the same with the people who passed on and, yeah. and maybe in your house. And then there's definitely, you know, darker things. Um, demons and um and disease like that and then i've interviewed a lot of people too um who've had experiences with uh shadow creatures and these shadow men in the wilderness Mm -hmm. and they seem in most cases are bigger like when people see them in the city and in in their house they're usually about the size of a person but i've interviewed people who've had experiences with shadow people like, uh, for example, I interviewed a kid, or he was a kid at the time, him and his buddies had gone uh, into the Wind Rivers in Wyoming camping, and they had some shadow figures sit on the hill watching them camping, and And when they rode up the next day to see where they'd been standing, they were close to 20 feet tall standing next to the trees, so they were huge. And for some reason, like in the wilderness, they seemed to be like a lot bigger. And I almost feel like those are like uh, almost like a a nature or really older kind of um, entity for some reason, Uh, something that's been there a lot longer than us or something of that nature. So, but it's really fascinating the different kinds of things. Again, like you said, um, people who see um, family members who've passed on their grandparents saying goodbye. Uh, I know I haven't written about the story, but I did talk to somebody who um, the grandmother had passed away that night and nobody knew it. But um, all three of the of the of the um, children who had children of their own at the time had had experience where. Their youngest child had woken up in the middle of the night and was talking to somebody and saying goodbye, grandma, and then went to bed, but there was nobody there. But then they found out that their mother, the, the grandma had passed away that night, and they figured she had just come to say goodbye to the youngest children for some reason, maybe along the lines of being them still being able to see them, like we talked about the veil being thinner for them. So, yeah, there's definitely a lot of things that go on, uh, different levels, I guess, of the paranormal.
2: Yeah, I guess it would just kind of depend on the person that was seeing them, how like in touch they are with, I guess, the other side, There's, you know, a lot of people, you know, they never see anything, which which is also one of those things. But it's it's kind of like, um, I guess, for people that you always hear about how maybe like a spirit is somebody that's stuck on earth because they have something left to do or like they feel like they had something left in, in their life and they just kind of move on um that, that obviously happens for a lot of people but it's kind of a weird thing you know like like I mentioned during that time in my life when I was about 11 12 years old 13 like that that was kind of a weird time because I had my grandfather which I was really close with he died around that time um and then a year later my mom died so I was kind of stuck in between like this weird time where all these things were happening and there's like a lot of feelings going on and it, it was just I guess it, it kind of I guess traumatic events would probably open that up as well for people or just kind of, just kind of depend on what's going on with them. But um, yeah, it's just kind of a weird thing. Um, I mean, who knows? we will probably never figure it out exactly what it is until we end up crossing over and hopefully I don't get stuck here as well. <laughs> right. It's kind right. Of a, yeah. Cause I mean, you know, you always hear people like, like their grandparents died or like their parents died and, you know, like they ask for a sign and then maybe they get a sign from something higher or it was them or something, but, mm-hmm. um, or they like they have dreams and stuff like that. I've never once like had a dream or seen anything about besides seeing my grandfather that, that one time. But yeah. besides that, there was like no dreams. There was no scene, anything of anything like related to my mom or anything like that. That was kind of more on my wife when she was about to give birth to our son she had a dream about my mom and like, they were talking about whatever. And, and then like my son came and all that stuff. So it was kind of a, I don't know, like a weird thing, I guess. It's, I don't know. It was like, I've never had anything like that. So I don't know, but um, she had it. So that was good. Um, Cause you know, it was kind of a weird thing. She was to explain things to me about her that she's obviously, she had obviously never met my mom. Cause she died when I was like 12 years old. Um, right? But she would like explain to me about, she had like really big long curly hair it was like red and stuff and she's like oh yeah, i saw him and i was just like wait that was like my mom you know that's weird
1: <laughs> right
2: uh-huh. yeah and i think
1: that you know um it, uh, family members on the other side i think they can keep touch and especially big you know big events like that you're you know your firstborn child you know stuff like that um you of course your mother would want you know to be connected somehow to that kind of a deal so you know it it makes sense um I know that you know personally for me and I wrote this in in I believe it was my first book I wrote this story um my grandmother passed away uh that I was close to um in Denmark like I said my mother is from Denmark and at the time nobody could afford to go but my mom and dad that went to the funeral and then came back and, um, and so there wasn't there was this feeling of no closure for the longest time. And then one night or one morning, um, Saturday, my wife at the, the time, she was a hairdresser and um, she would get up early on Saturdays to go do um, wedding updos. So that's how, you know, there was a lot of those going on. And at the time we just had my, my one son and he, so he was asleep on the other side of the house. My wife had got up and left. And I was just laying in bed and I was between dreaming and not dreaming. I was kind of semi-awake and there was a knock at my door and I said, come in. And it was my, my grandma. And she came in and she sat on the bed and we had a long conversation about how the, how the, my kid was doing, how my mom was doing everybody. And then I, I looked at her and I remember saying, grandma, you passed away. And she smiled. And she says, you know, that doesn't mean that I can't come visit you from time to time. And she got up and she left. And as soon as she shut the door, I came to full consciousness. I wouldn't say that I was dreaming. but um, And, you know, I could still smell her perfume in the air. I could still see it. And, you know, some people who don't believe would say, well, that was your subconscious, you know, trying to get closure. And, but having lived it and gone through it, I, I know for a fact, my grandma came and said goodbye. She came to, to see me and, and ask how everybody was doing. And, and so, uh, like you say, you know, unless you've had an experience like that or an experience like yours with the ghost and, and stuff like that, um, it's hard to understand, but it's amazing to me, the, the people out there that I interview that's like, I didn't believe in this or that. And then I had the weirdest experience of my life. And now I can't deny, you know, what's going on. And it gets them very interested in the paranormal.
2: Yeah, it's definitely one of those things for a lot of people, whether they believe or don't believe like in Bigfoot or they don't believe in UFOs or for whatever reason. And then they finally see something and it's just like, whoa, what the heck? Um, But yeah, I mean, like speaking to that, um, Ray again said, maybe it's not really the other side. Maybe it's just existing all around us. Um, and when intentions and vibrations coincide, we finally get a glimpse of, you know, like what's around us and things like that. And it's, it, it's kind of, I mean, that makes sense. I I do believe that there's like this whole other world around us that we just can't see, that we just can't tap into at this time. Um, I'm willing to bet that there's, your loved ones are all around you all the time. Um, the only thing that's missing is their physical form, um, but there's, there's still kind of living amongst us you know whether it be here or out there wherever they're at but you know they're they're finally able to come back and see or say hi here and there but um mm-hmm. that's definitely a good you know observation there um yeah it's definitely one that i actually have thought about a lot in, in the past um i definitely think that they're all around us. to just choose not to or for whatever reason whenever we need to see them for you know, like if there's some kind of event in our lives or something where it's necessary that we actually speak with them, you know, for whatever reason, then they'll be presented to us. So,
1: yeah, it's, definitely, it's, it's always for be. sure. Yeah, I, uh, I, I do a lot of, um, because of you know, interviewing people and stuff, and and I meet people from all different walks of life and all backgrounds. So I, you know, I study a lot about religion and about this, all the different religions, just so I can see, you know, where you know the belief system comes from and everything and there's quite a few religions um out there specifically that believe that um that the spirit realm is still here it's all around us like you say but there's just that veil uh in front of us and and we can't see them and they can't see us except for sometimes when it's thin and so it's it's just an interesting concept i love the whole idea so
2: right yeah and that would kind of lead me into another kind of way as well I, I remember i heard you speaking um with george and Ari about about i guess kind of missing time and like missing people as well um i think we've all i mean myself especially had those kind of instances where you're driving on the street and you kind of space out all of a sudden and then when you kind of realize what's going on again in your head you're somewhere like downtown or something and you don't remember how you got there yeah. um i don't remember like driving down this road and like making all these turns and whatever and all of a sudden i'm just there like have you had any kind of crazy stories about that kind of stuff
1: yeah it's so that's really fascinating to me it's one of my favorite kind of uh stories that um when i get to interview people i call them glitches in the matrix kind of a thing because they don't necessarily fall under ghosts or anything like that um i know for my last book i interviewed a guy Um, who lived in Ohio and um, his instance was he had gone to um, he was at work and his boss asked him to go get some some stomach medicine for him at the store and normal everyday kind of thing and so he goes to the store when he goes walks in it's only a couple blocks away but he drives over when he walks into this little grocery store he suddenly gets dizzy like really dizzy to where he has to sit down for a minute to clear his head. And when he clears his, when his head gets cleared, um, he realizes that they've changed the store um, from the last time he was in there. The aisles are different. The registers are on the different side. And he just figures while they rearranged the store, he goes down, finally finds the medicine aisle. He's looking for the medicine. And he notices in his peripheral vision, somebody walk up by him. And he looks over and it's his brother and he's like oh hey how's it going and the guy looks at him and just gives him a dirty look and he's like fine and he's like I thought you were on vacation and he's like no and he's like you and Steph your wife were on vacation when did you get back and he's like I don't know any I don't know anybody named Steph and I don't know who you are and and he's like and he and as this brother walks off, he kind of tapped him like you would your brother and you hit him you're like, Hey, what's going on? And this guy just railed around on him and poked him in the chest and said he didn't know who he was and that, you know, he's going to knock him flat if he didn't leave him alone. And so he watches the guy leave and he gets the medicine and he pays for it. And he said, the other strange thing was the lady that was behind the counter was just like super ornery and mean and And as he left, she even growled at him. He's like, it was really strange. He leaves the store. And as he leaves the store, he gets dizzy again. He sits in his car, you know, gets the air blowing on his face so he can, you know, pull himself out of it. And he drives back to work. His boss wants to know where he's been. He's like, well, what do you mean? You know, you sent me to the store. And he goes, yeah, but that was two hours ago. And he's like, two hours He's like, I've only been gone twenty minutes, and his boss is like, No, you've been gone two hours. He's sick to his stomach. He tells his boss he's sick. He goes home, goes to bed, doesn't feel good. Next morning, he calls his brother. His brother's still on vacation, um, and with his family. He didn't. It wasn't his brother, and so he just doesn't know. He feels like when he walked into that store, he walked through into another dimension, something weird that went on. And um, as a standalone story, it's really kind of cool, And but you can kind of dismiss it. Oh, maybe the guy's lying, whatever. But there's been so many times I've interviewed people where they've had experiences where they're suddenly not where they were, like you were talking about. There was a gal that I interviewed, and she was getting ready for work one day. Um, and she worked at this store across town and she was she talked to her mother and she was her mother was sitting in the chair watching tv and said i'm you know talk to her about the day she walks into the bathroom the next thing she knows she's in her car 10 minutes from the house driving to work and she pulls over to the side of the road and she's like in shock she's like how did I get here I don't remember getting here like you were talking about she calls her mother on her cell phone and her mother says why are you calling me from the bathroom she's like I just watched you walk into the bathroom and she says, no mom I am I am 10 miles from the house halfway to work and she's like no you're not I watched you just walk into the bathroom so you know things like that that happen you know it there's so many people that i've interviewed that's had things like that that are just super strange like beyond weird and it just makes you wonder what's going on so um.
2: yeah it's i don't know i've always i've always been of of like i guess i've always had the thought that um well i've always had the thought that missing people don't go missing people by accident like they just it, it could be but i've always felt that there was something more to it um I've also always had thoughts that you could just be walking down the street one day and then some kind of glitch you say like wormhole opens up or something right in front of you. You can't even tell. And then you just walk into it without even knowing And you're just gone forever. Like um, I don't remember if it's going to be kind of anecdotal for a lot of people. Cause I'd heard this story one time um, about a guy that was kind of walking down the street or something. And he noticed that there was some kind of a, like, I guess like a wormhole or something right in front of him that opened up. And he looked through it and there was like a whole another like world and galaxy or something in it. And it was a story about, um, he had, it had been like way back in the day, like hundreds of years in the past. And he was looking through this portal or whatever it was into the future. And there was like buildings and all kinds of flying, whatever walking, you know, driving around cars and such. So like he caught like a glimpse into somewhere else um, and I wonder if those things just kind of open up randomly all around us.
1: <laughs> right. Um, And when I got, you know, hearing some of these stories and doing some research, and, and I don't have it in front of me, but there's an amazing amount of people in the United States, like a really crazy amount of people that just fall off the face of the earth there. And I, I always go to this one story that I read about. There was an older gentleman. He had just retired. Him and his, he lived in California. Him and his wife had their dream house. They're all excited because they retired. They're in the kitchen having lunch. And he says, you know, I'm going to go out. I'm going to go mow the back lawn. And she goes, okay. He walks out the back door and she goes, oh, I forgot to tell him something. And she goes to and opens the door and he's not there. He's not in the backyard. And she looks all over for him and he's nowhere in the yard. He never, he disappeared. And um, he never came back from going to mow the lawn. And it wasn't one of those things where, you know, you know he went for a drive and they never found him in the car. He literally walked out to the backyard to go mow the lawn and nobody ever saw him again. And, and she had told the police and they kind of were like, well, you know, and they couldn't figure it out. And it, it's one of those things that there's so many people that you look into, there's a lot of people that go missing. And a lot of them are, um, in, you know, kids and and people who are in circumstances that, that make it dangerous and stuff like that. And there, but there is just this, this number of people that seem to just, like I say, walk through a door and they never come back. And I go back to the story of that, the guy that, that went to the grocery store that I interviewed, you know, what if he had never you know, come back out of whatever he walked into, you know, they would just think he was a missing person. And now he would just be a weird person in another dimension or however that works. It's just, and the more I learn about it, and the more I read about it and the more I interview people, the more I know that there is some weird things going on in the world that, that we can't explain yeah. for sure.
2: Yeah. That's, it's definitely scary to think. I mean, you could just be walking to the restroom or something at night, and then you just, they just they fall through some kind of hole and then you're just gone and nobody ever sees you. It's that kind of brought up another thought in my mind. Like, what if some of the most, I guess, like, like the biggest figures throughout history or something that, that would seem to be like ahead of their time or something actually were ahead of their time. Right. And they just kind of fell somewhere and they just existed and they were from the future. Uh-huh. And now all of a sudden they're back there and they're creating all kinds of crazy tech, like freaking Nikola Tesla is like one of the ones that you would think about. Yeah. Uh, maybe he wasn't from that time. Maybe he was from the future and he just came back and, you know, whatever it's definitely not out of the realm of possibility. I mean, it's just, it would just be kind of one of those weird things. <laughs> I,
1: you know, it's interesting. I read a story um, not too long ago. I wish I had it in front of me, but um, the, uh, I had, uh, they were keeping an eye, you know, because the government keeps an eye on people who are trading stocks mm-hmm. and people who do too well, they, they're like, you know, is there insider trading, whatever? Well, there was this guy that suddenly just appeared on the scene and in three or four weeks made uh $30 million on the stock market. And so they like, they immediately went and talked to him and, um, and, There was something he was telling him that he had information about the future. And, you know, this is how I got the information. I'm not from here. I'm from the future. And then he just kind of disappeared. He just kind of disappeared and went away. And, and there, there's no rest of the story. It's kind of, they interviewed him. He said that he was from the future and that's how he made the money. And then he just kind of disappeared. And it's, it's stuff like that. That's just really weird, I uh, just kind of it fascinates me. I love hearing those stories and I love yeah. searching them out because you just don't know like what's going on and and you know are there really time travelers and and how does that you know how would that work and so it's it's fascinating for sure
2: his name wasn't biff, was it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think it was biff, but that's
2: <laughs> yeah it's, uh, it's, it's 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 weird it's it's definitely uh, you, you you would hope for for things like that to actually exist Um, i'm pretty sure they do somewhere out there but Mm. um it's it's definitely i just remember thinking about that one time and i was just like what if these guys aren't from that time like what if they're not even from this planet or whatever they're just like ahead of their time really and, and they come and change the world so that's right great for us but it's just kind of a weird thing but yeah it's definitely odd it's I mean, considering all the missing people that we have every year, um, I think last year was like 600,000 or something like that.
1: Yeah, it's a crazy um, number.
2: But you never hear anything about it like, ever. Like Nobody makes a big deal about anything. You would think for some of the like minuscule kind of weird things that go on in the news every day that these numbers aren't as bigger. Like, why does nobody care that these people are missing? Like, right. they're gone. Like, they don't, we don't know what happened to them. Um, and that's just in the u.s i'm sure all over the world it's the same thing but right um,
1: and and it's like and when with all the people that go missing in the national parks and then to find out that the government doesn't even track that they don't even track who you know the people they put them on a poster for a little while and then throw it in the garbage and then they just like oh i guess he was eaten by a bear (laughs) we won't worry about it so
2: so i mean it's funny i I heard stories about you know how back in the day they used to put like missing children on the back of milk cartons or whatever um i think i remember hearing that that like only one person was ever found off of that like out of the thousands that they put on there like every week or whatever like nobody was ever found nobody cares i mean obviously like obviously their family cares you know whoever knows them but right but it's just like whatever you know and like it's it's odd that you i mean it's it's definitely funny that you talk about like the forest and all that stuff because obviously david Pilatos has some great work on that i thought i've read almost all of his books i think i need like one of them left but any kind of information that he has i'm all over it all the time but i'm definitely interested to see but what happens um you know obviously a lot of people just go into the woods don't want to be found and you know they never are or you know, like a lot of people just die for whatever reason out there
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, but there's uh, definitely those people that go missing and the, the ones that are lucky enough to come back they always have some crazy stories about where they were and like what they saw right right so it's, odd. it's
1: it's amazing how many of in his books i've read all of his books too with people who you know they get ahead or behind and they go around a corner and the same kind of thing they're just all of a sudden gone they went around a corner and out of sight now they're gone you know it's, it's just yeah that's it's it's just creepy for yeah. sure.
2: Yeah. I mean, so like in your, I remember hearing you speak about that. One of your like favorite topics is Sasquatch or Bigfoot is, is, I guess, do you kind of lean more towards something from another planet universe, or it's just something that's been here since the beginning that we just have never found? You know, I I
1: don't know if I've really come up with this, with a, a solution yeah. on what it is um, because I, in, in in some way um it would be so hard to hide in some places that they see them i'm um, obviously in the northwest you know where planes go missing and they never never find them again there's definitely places to hide but like for example in northern utah there's a lot of sightings of, of bigfoot and sasquatch and and it's it's a big area but it's you you just you just don't know and uh You just wonder if there isn't something going on that they can, you know, transport. And again, like we talked about at the very beginning, the Native Americans, when you ask them, you know, is Bigfoot a creature or is it a spirit or and they'll be like, yes, and yes. And, you know, it's kind of everything. Um, And so it's just kind of it's, it's fascinating. So I don't know personally. I do know there's something out there um even though i haven't seen anything yet i would love to that would be one of the things that's definitely in my bucket list and but i've interviewed too many people and and talked to too many people who've seen seen sasquatch to know that there's 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 definitely something to it there's definitely something out there
2: right yeah and then you know tomorrow i'll be interviewing uh mr raymond zamansky who was uh, actually uh i think he was an engineer at Right, patterson Air Force Base for like oh. many many years so um definitely be one of my questions on there hey man you guys bring <laughs> Bigfoot from another world or something that's right it's, it's definitely I mean I've, I've heard stories of people that would see them see a Bigfoot like in the woods or something and then uh, I, I don't remember exactly where the story came from but that they saw like UFOs in the sky while they saw this Bigfoot and and then they actually seen that that it was taken up into a craft or something like that um which is definitely i mean anything's possible but um you know i'm kind of on the same fence i i don't see how you'd be able to hide i mean you could but i don't see how you'd be able to hide for all this time right um and just somebody just not stumbling upon something whether it be bones or like a carcass or whatever and i've heard stories that they're really good about hiding themselves like even after they die like they're really good about taking care of that but yeah I mean, just like one throughout history and you know it's just weird i definitely think they they come from somewhere else
1: <laughs> right yeah, it, yeah it's just so hard to tell you you just don't know you know there's something there and you i think it's just the same with all the paranormal that's what keeps us going and keeps research and keeps you know gathering stories is because it's just so fascinating you know
2: yeah yeah it's so so i'm assuming kind of like out there in utah is it more i mean obviously you have like your cities and such but is it a lot of open area like a lot of mountainous area is it you know for that kind of stuff to exist out there
1: there is there's a lot of uh, wilderness area especially in the area where i'm at and then in central utah uh, there's a mountain range called uh, the Uintas, which is what, right. you know, you hear about Skinwalker Ranch that butts up against the Uinta Basin and Uinta Mountains. So there's a lot of area for different things that go on. And, and you know, the more I learn, the more I realize I don't know, and especially even about my own state with everything that's going on. Um, right? UFOs, Bigfoot, Sasquatch. Ghosts, you know, you name it.
2: (laughs) Is is there is there kind of like a local kind of I guess like like every state seems to have like their own local kind of cryptid or something. Is is there something like that out there with you guys?
1: Um, close to where I am, there's a great big lake. Um, it actually is between Utah and Idaho. It's called Bear Lake, and um, it has had um stories of the Bear Lake Monster for, I mean as far back as you can remember. And um, even though they haven't seen it for years and years and years, it's very much like a a Loch Ness kind of thing that lives in the lake. Um, And so there's the bear lake monster that people talk about and they still, you know, do a lot with that, the towns around there because it's a big summer home area where, you know, people come in for the summer
2: Sure.
1: and um, definitely Bigfoot uh, in the area uh, is a big one. And, um, just a lot of history with, um, you know, uh, the, the native Americans were here and then, um, the, the Spaniards came up through Utah, uh, looking for gold and they had, um, uh, gold mines. And so there's a lot of stories about hidden gold mines in Utah, uh, which I, I love hearing those stories as well. And, uh, but there's a, a lot of stuff like that, UFOs, and everything.
2: Yeah, that's definitely, it was an odd kind of story. I remember I um, interviewed a gentleman by the name of Robert Beto, who, who was kind of um, explaining to me how the whole Spanish and like, well, the, the Aztec kind of found their way up into Utah as well. And like kind of how they kind of ex- existed there for some time. Um, so that was like a whole kind of remarkable story. But then the Spanish came and all that kind of good stuff. And Spanish were known to cause ruckiest throughout history so that was that was kind of a crazy story but you know that story was kind of involved with like giants that were around those times and they were coming up from mexico with the aztecs and just all kinds of crazy stories like that so
1: right um, there's there's a lot of stories like that where they you know people have supposedly found you know burial sites with these giants um yeah through utah and Uh, southern utah and arizona it's there's those i love those stories too those are really good stories as well
2: yeah they always seem to disappear in the thin air um whenever they find some kind of bones or whatever they're just gone Uh, Mm -hmm. which is really unfortunate but it's kind of Mm -hmm. uh, i guess what you would have to do if you kind of want to not let people know that there's more out there (laughs) so
1: I have this, I have this theory and it's just a theory because there's no, I don't have any proof, but I believe that somewhere in the Smithsonian, there's an entire locked down section that has all of those things that don't belong, like that don't fall into what the norm should be. And they keep them down there. (laughs) I would love to be, you know, that that would be true and they would let me go through there, but that's, you know, that's my theory is they, they have special, you know, a huge area underneath the uh, Smithsonian where they keep things that shouldn't exist.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's always been the story um, you know, that they the Smithsonian would show up whenever there was giant bones found and then they would take them and then wherever they're at, I guess maybe under the building or like in tunnels or whatever it's the same thing you hear about stories about like the Vatican and stuff, how they have underground tunnels with all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, I don't doubt for a second that they have crazy I guess bones or things that came from ancient times that they don't want anybody to see so yeah uh, it's unfortunate but you know they're down there I do think they exist and they're always finding stuff you know every year so yeah um, it's kind of weird if you go to like I guess Peru in those areas they don't Like, you know, they don't play those kind of things whenever they find something, they put them on display. It's like they have those elongated skulls that they have on display and such. So um, I think they have a crystal skull down there as well. I spoke with, um, I remember his name off the top of my head, but he has a crystal skull in his possession as well. um, That he's actually taken down there several times and they start to light up and all kinds of crazy things happen. So, yeah it's it's just like the indiana jones movie when he's walking in that big room and there's just a bunch of yeah crates filled with ancient like antiquities and all kinds of crazy things so.
1: right isn't that yeah that's fascinating and there's there's a lot of different stories of people you know they find something like a like like you say the giant bones mm-hmm. of a giant and they're like oh yeah and the smithsonian came and, and took it and then the smithsonian's like we never what are you talking about i have no idea what you're talking about so yeah you don't know but a lot of things end up in private collections too that you know we never get to see so
2: yeah that's true that's definitely true there's a lot of people that want to own a bunch of crazy things i I remember being in japan a long time ago when i was in the military and, and i had heard stories about um like old samurai swords that they were trying to find and they belong to like old freaking samurais and such but they belong to like certain collections and they would pay yeah billions of dollars for them and and it's just like i have no doubt that somebody somewhere high up that has a lot of money has a whole, whole room full of stuff and right uh, they'll just never find it <laughs> no
1: yeah exactly and you know especially like in like world war ii and stuff like that there was a lot of things that um like the nazis pilfered you know works of art and stuff like that and they've only recovered some of it so you just never know what what people are going to find and stumble across that's another thing you know i I don't know if it necessarily falls under paranormal but the whole missing treasure and stuff like that is is fascinating and and it's fun to talk about too so
2: yeah yeah no yeah it's definitely great um yeah so i guess kind of like one, one more question as we wind down here um So I heard you, so what's kind of your idea about vampires? I know we spoke to Dark Waters a while back and he's in Louisiana um, and specifically New Orleans, but he mentioned that they had vampires in New Orleans, not obviously what you would see like in movies and such that they go around sucking your blood, although there are some that think they are and they do that kind of stuff. But it was more of kind of like a, like a, uh, how would you call it like a spiritual kind of vampire like they would kind of you'd have like those people that you would just walk into a room and all of a sudden you just kind of like feel dread like they just kind of feed off of your psyche and, and like mm-hmm. emotions um do you maybe kind of believe that more to be the case or has, have you heard anything about actual vampires existing
1: so um you know your classic vampires i, I haven't you know come across any stories of people having their blood sucked or anything like that i did interview a guy that um him and his wife were visiting seattle and um, they were in the hotel and it's the middle of the night and he wants to get something from the store it's across the street it's a nice part of town so he's not worried about it and he goes out and as he's walking to the convenience store this guy steps out of the shadows (laughs) and he said The minute the guy looked at him, he just had like this warm feeling come over him where he was just frozen. Mm -hmm. And the guy looked at him and he says, You know, he says, Hi, how are you doing? And, and, and he's, the guy said he felt like he was in a trance. And this really young, pale guy, you know, you know, nice looking, everything, you know, asked him, Do you have any money? And he pulled out his wallet and pulled out all of his money and handed it to him. And this young guy, you know, took half of it and gave half back to him says, I don't need all of it. And and gave it back to him. And he said, okay. And put it in his wallet. And and the guy said, what are you doing? And he says, I'm with here with my wife. And he says, you're okay to go back to your wife. Now you're fine. And, and the kid disappeared. And he said, I've never had that. And the guy just kind of walked off and was gone. But he said, he had such this power over him he would have done anything for this guy whatever he asked him and it wasn't he wasn't afraid he had a knife on him or anything like that he was being mugged but this guy had just an instant power over this guy where he would have literally done anything he asked him to do and he has no idea why he was doing that or why he handed him half his money and stuff like that so i think that that would be fall under that kind of category where it's somehow this guy has a power to be able to you know put his will over somebody almost yeah. like an x Men kind of a power yeah so and and i've heard stories like that um from other you know off the writers and stuff and and people who have run into people like that that um have weird powers like that and i would almost say they fall under the category of um, a vampire kind of person like that Um, to be able to manipulate people or take whatever they want and and i've heard stories of them you know people running into them and then 50 years later when they're older they run into them again and they haven't aged in 50 years so it's 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 fascinating. I think it's another one that I just love. You know what's going on and and what's the deal with them. And and I know in Louisiana there's a lot of stories like that uh, in the French Quarter and stuff like with people running into vampires like that.
2: Yeah, I wonder if that kind of falls into the same thing of like the Black Eyed Children or stuff like that. It would right. to be along those lines, except I mean I guess it would kind of fall in line as you hear stories about you know them asking. For you to let them in the house or whatever, and they can't cross that threshold unless unless you invite them in. Right. Um, So that's definitely in line with the whole vampire story as well. Um, You know, they can't come in unless you let them in. So yeah. uh, So that would definitely. And it's
1: it's amazing how many things in our culture and and that we take that are rooted in like traditions and stuff like that, like evil not being able to come in your house unless you invite them and and stuff like that.
2: Yeah. Well, it's definitely, definitely interesting. That's a whole show in itself um, (laughs) talking about black eyed kids and stuff like that. It's, 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 uh, definitely that and like men in black and like black eyed kids and such. Those are definitely on my list as well. It's, we'll definitely get into that as as well more tomorrow. Um, especially with the men in black, I I do believe our guest tomorrow has a great story about that as well. Uh, So we'll definitely do that. Uh, Well, Mr. Olson, I really appreciate your time. I'm going to go ahead and let you go here. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I appreciate you taking the time to come on with us. Um, Now, can you find your books on your website or is that only on Amazon?
1: Um, You can get them. You can uh, go to my website um, and you can, you know, if you want to connect with me or find out where I'm speaking next, um, as I'm there, you can find all of my books um, on Amazon, uh, either on Kindle or Softback. And a few of them are even on now on Audible. Uh, Just look up the Stranger Bridgeland book series um, and you can find them all there on Amazon.
2: Right, right. Yeah, we'll definitely have the website linked down below, uh, strangerbridgeland.com. For everybody interested in picking up a book, I definitely highly recommend it. Um, And then, like you said, you can find out where he's speaking next. Um, I saw you did Para-X this past year. Uh, You'll be in it as well for next year
1: yeah next year doing that one again and and uh hopefully now that the the virus is calming down people are opening up you know there'll be more opportunities to go speak around the country again so that would be great if i could do that so
2: yeah it's definitely fun we I mean, definitely need to get everybody out again and um i know especially things like that uh conferences and such everybody really enjoys and they really want to get back to it so yeah uh, it definitely feeds our need for the strange and weirdness out there so uh we'll definitely be looking out for that um yeah mr Olson, i really appreciate your time sir um i'll be definitely linking down the show notes as well for your website and all the books as well for everybody that wants to go ahead and pick that up um and like i mentioned before everybody that's listening to us on youtube i really appreciate your time um, for really sending their questions as well we have in the comment section uh, appreciate you guys um like i mentioned if you guys are checking us out on YouTube, please consider subscribing if you aren't already a subscriber um hitting that thumbs up as well as turning on that bell icon so you guys don't miss an episode in the future we'll be back tomorrow with uh, mr raymond zemanski um he was an engineer at wright patterson air force base um in ohio so we'll be hopefully getting into some stories about project blue book um what happened roswell as well and definitely that men in black uh, story that he has going for you guys. Um, if you guys are on the go, you want to check us out, check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, as well as iHeartRadio at Truth Defender Podcast. Um, all of our social media will be linked down below. Um, and if you guys want to shoot us an email about our guest tonight, if you guys have any questions, show or guest, re- uh, guest or topic recommendations, you can shoot us an email at thetruthdefender1776 at gmail.com. I hope everybody had a great week and looking forward to the weekend. Everybody stay blessed out there. Stay safe. And most of all, stay frosty.